everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. And this episode is called The Halloween Party. And it aired on October 27th, 2017, season 26, episode 5, hosted by Keith Morrison, the Lean King. I like that the title is specific, but it is also applicable to at least one other Dateline episode. Really? Oh, yeah. There's one where this guy dies at a Halloween party at a bar. And there's multiple people with costumes, like a bar pub crawl, busload full of people filled with costumes. And they're trying to figure out if it was the lion or the leprechaun or the... Yes. That's funny. Yeah. Except somebody's dead, you know. Except, well, murder's never funny. Yeah. But so there's at least that episode. I'm sure there's more. If anyone else can think of another Halloween. I can't remember if Ryan Ferguson's story happened on Halloween. I feel like the bar one was called Under a Halloween Moon, maybe. Something like that. Ooh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. This but the one, Halloween party was perfectly applicable to this. Yes, it was. It, was, it absolutely Perfect. was. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't some vague, ac- you know, adjective. Or it wasn't some... Uh, specific halloween i was sort of expecting something like trick-or-treat you know what i'm saying yeah a jack-o'-lantern of all trades no that doesn't work but i you see where i'm trying oh my to go. god sorry what are you doing I, I should just save these for the end yeah i'm gonna write that one down <laughs> no please don't we'll come back to it okay can't wait so this episode takes place in maybe michigan which is i believe in the county of monroe or like well, the I think, city's called Maybe and the... But she was from... So protagonist is from Maybe, but I don't think this this takes place in Maybe. I think it takes place in the bigger city. Like Maybe's tiny and this is a larger city, something. Okay. That's what I got. Anyway, sorry. Not important. The people in this episode... Well, we didn't get that many interviews in this... We got several jailhouse interviews that were questionable and we... Or like interrogation rooms and we got one friend... Who is the worst? Two friends. Yeah, but one was the worst. I hope we're thinking of the same person. Oh, we have to be. We have to be. Because I was on board with Twitter. Twitter and me were became one in our hatred of this one person. Twitter and I had a a sensual, intimate relationship in our sensual, sensual. Yeah. No. Okay. So what happens in this story? Okay, but I just need to say that the people in this town say "picture" instead of "picture" a lot. Oh, okay. So it's the, it's the grammatical or it's the pronunciation that you're having a hard time with. No, it was a lot of things like stuff like that don't happen in Monroe. Right. So pronoun and then yeah. like adverb. Yeah. Okay. So Chelsea is our victim and she is 22 years old. She lives in the country. This story happens in 2014. She has two friends that are important to the story. There's Becky, who she works at a restaurant with. And there's Penny, who has four kids and is 32. Ten years older. Yeah. Yeah. She is very annoying. The way she talks, the fake smile with everything that she says. When she says, Chelsea was happy to do new experiences. Oh, I see. When they ask about Chelsea, who we are talking about in the past tense because she's sadly gone. And we know she's gone. Penny says... She was nice, which is by far the worst thing that you could say about your friend that is now dead. It was really not a great description. She was nice. 
is what you say if you are at a restaurant and the manager asks, how was your waitress tonight? Yeah, it is. She was nice. Yeah. Do you hear that how in my you, voice? How did you... Do you hear that? It... So if you say, if I was to say, describe then my sister's new boyfriend, he was nice. That would be something I would say. And I would go, huh, do you really mean that? Or there's a little something in your voice that's saying, maybe you don't think so. Or maybe you're about to list a string of things that they, is not so nice about that person. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Horrible. No, this is your friend that died. Yeah, Penny's the worst. So there's this big social event of the season, and they're building up all summer for it. It's this big Halloween party thrown by this guy, Big Mike, out on a farm. And there's like 700 people, and there's drinking, and he's playing in his heavy metal band. Now, Keith says... Basically, that this sort of thing is exciting to, and I quote, a particular demographic. <laughs> and I was like, does that, are you throwing shade, Keith? I think Keith is basically saying, for the younger generation. Is that what they he's saying? They would enjoy it. Yes, it's totally what he's saying. But, and possibly a little shade on the side. But uh, yes. I think for the most part, he's saying, this would not be my cup of tea. Right. I was a Harvard man. But yeah. <laughs> That would sound really like. Was he a Harvard fan? Do we know? The, he acts like a Harvard he man. He does. He does. Sure. He seems yeah. to have some sort of alma mater that's impressive. Yeah. I'm sure. I feel like he wears a ring of some sort of Kappa, Kappa, whatever, you know? Yeah. There's some sort of secret society yes. from a frat. Oh, that, the skulls. Yeah. The Joshua yeah. Jackson movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. I could totally see him in that. Mankowitz, I could too. Let us know, Mank. Were you in one of those secret societies? Are you in one? Are you currently? Are you Illuminati? <gasps> oh, That's my God. Just... Are we allowed to talk yeah. about it or will we get murdered? I might have to cut all that out. Just because so. <laughs> we're scared. Just, just for safety. Just <laughs> It's Halloween. We have their safety issues. Yeah, let's, let's just be on the safe side. <laughs> so Chelsea and Penny and Becky, they are go to the Halloween party and Chelsea's dressed like poison ivy. Chelsea bumps her nose on a tent pole at the party This, to me, was integral because this really, like, sets the stage, who these people are by how they react to this situation. The tentpole was a tentpole. I was just going to say, was this the tentpole moment? It was for me of of how I feel about people. Now, Chelsea, she wanted to go home immediately. As you would if you hurt your nose. No. I would be laughing, probably crying because my eyes would be streaming, but I would be laughing. And okay. probably not wanted to go home. I know because I've done it How hard did she hit it? Many she like times. bloodied, she bloodied I've her I've done nose. it that hard and still laughed. But if you're not having that great a time at the party. That's and then true. You hit your no- and then you hit your nose on a pole, you'll be like, I'm done. We're That's done true. here. Yeah, if this you were already end. a negative, eh, I'm not so into this party. But they were yes. into this party. They've been waiting all year for it. True. She, yeah, ma- they, she yeah. spent literally weeks on this costume. Yeah, maybe months. They made it very clear. So... Becky, she laughed at her for hitting her nose, which made me like Becky more than Penny, who babied her, convinced her to stay, and said, just have more alcohol. It'll go away. No, we're shaking our head at Penny. Becky, that was your saving grace for me. Becky was fine in this episode. Becky seemed to genuinely really miss and like Chelsea. 100%. Definitely. Um, It was also her fault, though. So... It was. But we should also say blanket right now. The reason that we're talking so much about Becky and Penny is because there were no family interviews in this episode. Correct. We got friend interviews only. Correct. So these are the only two people we have to go on about 
who Chelsea was. We That's s- it. we got some um like media interviews of the mom and the sister, but they were basically just crying the whole time. Yeah. Um, they seemed to love Chelsea like tremendously. Like of a close family. There were yeah. five siblings, and she was the the youngest. Um, yeah. but really, we only talked to Becky and Penny. So our feelings are right. very strong about Becky and Penny because this was the mm-hmm. Becky and Penny show. So. Mm-hmm. Chelsea gets separated at some point from her friends by this big bonfire. Penny really wanted to leave the party and assumed that Chelsea could find another ride because everyone knows each other as part of a community. She can find somebody else. So she just leaves along with Becky, who had Chelsea's phone because she was carrying Chelsea's phone for her. So they literally leave Chelsea at the party alone we don't know where she is this is the mistake they regret for the rest of their lives and p.s they should and as they should is exactly what i was i would never let me be very clear do that to you no and i know you would not do that to me we would not do it to any of our friends make sure that at least that person had their phone yeah so that they could call a cab, call their mom, do something, but not be stranded with no communication. This is 2014. You use your phone for everything. Yes. Nonsense. And your friend's Nonsense. drunk. And it's kind of and, a wild group. It's a it's a metal people like metal bands are playing. And it's a huge party. It's 600 people. It's not a tiny house party. This is no. I mean it's terrible. Um and it gets worse. So yeah. the next day Penny is so excited that she got to go to a party with her four kids at home. She's just giddy that single mom out on the town. Well, I think she has a husband. Does she have a husband? I don't know. She's like, I didn't have a kid. I was a young chick. I felt like I was 22 again. And Becky is like, I have Chelsea's phone. And then they find out on Facebook that Chelsea never came home. And Chelsea's sister is sending messages to everybody. Where is Chelsea? They first go to Big Mike to his farm, and he is not in jail. He is being interviewed by Keith Morrison in green plastic lawn chairs because if Keith comes to your farm, it's only the best. And I thought Keith looked lovely in that setting. It was a very green, plush farm. Yes. I thought, Keith, I thought, I thought they could have was... picked better chairs. You don't know how they live. Maybe they don't have. Maybe that's their best chairs. Then you go buy better chairs. Don't be judgy. Okay, it's Keith coming to your house. That's true, and he's... I mean, the man is like seven feet tall. He's high up from the ground. You got to make sure. they Those chairs crack really easily. Those they plastic do. chairs. They do. They, I've cracked one. Yes, yeah. they always uh-huh. have cracks in them and are very ro- wobbly. Well, they're left out usually in the weather, and so they warp. Yes. They sort of like take on a life of their own. And the ground they, I mean... is not even, so they're wobbly, and I don't want I Keith to get hurt. I'm only concerned with his safety. Also, they were sitting really, really far apart. <laughs> Did you notice that they're sitting like that? Could be that could be a camera thing or a mic thing. That could really easily have something to do with the way the booms were set well, up. Well, I remember knows. a recent episode where Keith was sitting so close to the interviewer interviewee that literally they were almost touching knees, and I was like, "This oh. is really intimate." It's almost like they could just rub each other's knees together. And in this one, it's full three yards apart from each other. So you think Keith straight up did not trust Big Mike? <laughs> 
I don't want to say. Who wore his own band. We'll get to it in fashion, please. <laughs> I don't so want to say that. We'll get, we'll get to it But it just, it felt like they were really, really far apart. Okay. So Mike searched his farm that day when people were like, search your farm. But his poor dog gets hurt in the fox trap or something. So he has to stop. Which sounds dreadful. Just terrible. I was like, I was like yeah. so sad Ugh. for the dog. And then they uh, they start a search party going at the farm. And you know I love a search party. You know there's maps and there's grids. And there was yeah. even a circular, like someone had used a protractor to map yeah. out this many miles from this and, and this many. They set, they set up the outdoor tent. They had the fold table. Yes, yeah, the water the bottles, whole, the whole thing. Full, yeah, yes. Full and then the cops join in and they bring a search dog. And I hope that dog was okay and didn't get caught in another trap. So this is what's weird about Big Mike and why he quickly becomes suspect number one. He talks to his attorney right away. And the attorney says, don't talk to the searchers. Don't engage with them. He doesn't really help them. He seems really annoyed that they didn't ask if they could set up their home base there. He's like, they didn't even ask me. Well, F you, Big Mike. He doesn't seem that annoyed. He seems annoyed, Katie. And they take over his house and he won't let it go. Big Mike is kind of acts like he's the victim of this episode. So finally Penny finds out and her reaction is, I kind of got a lump in my throat. I hate you, Penny. And then she thought maybe something silly happened, like Chelsea got her leg caught and was stuck somewhere. In her defense, that's what you would just pray to God, right? But you would you say something silly? Would you call oh, that? No, I would not something say something silly. silly. I would where they were. Yeah, no, you wouldn't know. She's sure. like, I think it's something hilarious. Like she's just trapped somewhere for days in a in a bear trap and she can't get out. It's just silly. And this is one of the many reasons why I liked Becky more is because when the police tell Becky, she totally gets it. She's like, what if she was kidnapped? What if she was hit by a car? There were cute cases of human trafficking going on in Monroe. What she immediately understands how serious this is. Way to go, mm-hmm. Becky. Boo for you, Penny. Um, we meet the two cops. One I'm gonna call Mole Cop because he had a mole on his face. That their their names are Brian and Mike. Mole Cop. Okay. Okay. So and then the other cop, Sweaty Cop. He might have been Hot Cop, except he became Sweaty Cop about halfway through the episode. Did he really shiny? super sweaty his upper lip that's that's makeup's fault they need to get in there 100 i'm yeah. gonna navigate through that when he got sweaty and then when he <laughs> finally was wasn't sweaty um, it, was not. it was very distracting to me okay so we meet these two cops then we get to our first omg moment for me mm-hmm. is that chelsea called two friends to try to pick her up she borrowed a bunch of people's phones and called two people Guess who one of the people was that she called to come and pick her up? Say it. Pennywise the clown. Who? Well, her name is Penny Watkins, so it's really close. So you just go Pennywise. Yeah. Pennywise, who is not wise, who's an idiot, no. who left her friend at the party, and then her friend called her and asked her for a ride. Penny said no. Okay, so here we have Penny's B-roll, and they don't give even give her a cup of coffee to do a Folgers moment. She's sitting on a park bench, and she is looking so defensive and uppity because she knows she's the villain of the episode. She kind of puts her – she has nothing to do. There's no armrest, so she kind of makes her own armrest, like, with her hand on her knee. Oh, got because it. Because she's trying to pose, 
and be contemplative. She's just sitting on, but her face is like, why are they making me just sit here? I have nothing to do. The camera's just on me. I'm just sitting here. And she, you could tell she's defensive. And yes. Would you go on? I debated this. A lot of people on on Twitter were like, A, she should not have gone on and shown her face. B, Dateline should not have given her the platform to go on and explain herself. They shouldn't have even had to have her family watch, Chelsea's family watch her. So people were really, no, both ways. They wouldn't have gone on and they don't think Dateline should have put her on. And the thing is, Becky messed up too. But for some reason, you get the feeling from Becky. Becky blames herself. Yes. Full on. Yes. And you feel it from her. You're yes. like, but Penny, you just don't get that. Penny you don't has get that she's remorseful a- at all. Against her because she was called. But also, yes. it's the defensiveness. It's that she keeps saying, I know I didn't technically do anything wrong. You know, what? yes, you did. You fully did. You did. And you have you left your four friend. children. You should know better. You are a mother. 100%. What kind of mother doesn't know better? So did Twitter just go nuts on? Hated. Hated this Penny. woman. Eviscerated okay. her. Occasionally yeah. you'd get one person saying, you guys don't feel that bad. And then like literally one person said that. And then another person said, you guys stop blaming the friends. You can't make your drunk friend go with you. And then people were like, I think you missed a part. They lost her. And then she called for a ride. And then that person was like, oh, I totally misunderstood. Yes, they are the worst people alive. It yeah. was like a general consensus. So who else did she call? Who was the second call? We she don't called know. Penny? No, they didn't say? She never called her mom. Mom, we know that it just said she borrowed five phones to call two friends. Don't know why, but I do find it odd that she even knew people's phone numbers by heart. Because that's I know weird. yours by heart. I know, I know yours by that's heart. the only one I know, but because it's the same one we've had since when you had to write down people's phone numbers a lot. That's right. That's why I know yours. Yeah, I don't, and I'm going to be honest with you right now, and with our people that listen. Can I guess? Listeners, what do you not know your husband's? I don't. <laughs> I do not. I don't know my mom's, but I know yours. So guess who's getting a phone call if something ever happens to me? And guess who is constantly my emergency contact? Yes. You. Me Because too. I can write it down. I can be like, no, it's fine. I got a CAT Best scan friend. on my sinuses last week and you were my emergency. It's everything. It's like, no, it's always Kimberly. Sorry. Yeah, and I hate She's answering the phone. The phone. Right so if someone calls me for an emergency, I'm going to be it's- like... Why are no, you calling me? You're going to get the feeling. You're going to yeah. have the gut feeling. You're going to have the, oh, no, something's wrong when you see a weird number. Yeah. This is a weird time for somebody to be calling me. Something might be wrong. Wow. And then it, you pick it up. Okay, You'll know. You have good insight. I don't know if I do. You will. I hope I do. When I'm murdered, you'll, <laughs> you'll know. <laughs> um. So back to Penny. Se- this was very confusing to me. So she tells Chelsea on the phone when Chelsea calls her, she says that she's trying to be responsible and that she's drunk too much. But didn't she? But didn't she okay. drive home? Yeah, that's the. That's when I got. I started to get confused. Did somebody else drive home, or well, did Penny drive home? Penny had said that her sister had to work early, and that's why they had to leave. So I'm kind of thinking it was the sister that drove Penny and Becky home. Because otherwise, Penny is an effing hypocrite who just drove herself home and then is like, no, I can't drive. I'm too drunk. I'm really going to give Penny a benefit of the doubt on this and say that her sister drove. Because if Penny drove home, she's going, like, she's in trouble. Yeah. She's on the, the bad list forever. Yes. But here's what you do if you're too drunk. You find someone else to give them a ride. You call them a cab. You call someone else that is sober to go give them a ride. That's what you do. 
if you're too drunk. So she says, again, being really defensive, Chelsea didn't sound desperate for a ride or upset at all. That's what she tells Keith. (laughs) Okay. And then also I want to point out that Chelsea did not call her mom. And I want to say if we have any young girl listeners out there, always you can call your mom. I don't know your mothers personally, but I know that they would rather have you be safe safe than dead. And they would maybe be upset, but not upset that you called what they want you to be alive. But she didn't call her mom because her mom said later that she would never have let Penny go to that party. She's like, I know she was 22, but I don't care. I never would have let her go had I known that it was 600 people. You know, there was a bonfire. You know, it just wasn't. But yeah. It doesn't matter if they'll be mad. They'll be happy that you're alive and not Call your sister. Where did did the sister live? She has four siblings, but they didn't live near at home. So maybe. Maybe she called a sibling, but it was also late at night. It was past one, right? Yes. So maybe people were asleep and not picking up, but Penny picked up. Yeah. Oh, Penny. Penny shouldn't have said that. Penny shouldn't have told people that she called her. Oh, how bad would that have looked if Penny had not told them that? And then it was on the phone records that she had called her. But they would have had to have get the phone records from the people whose phones she borrowed. But I'm That's sure those people true. came forward. They did. When That's she was how missing. they know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. So keep okay. Going. So Chelsea was seen crying by the fire, saying that she didn't have any friends to give her a ride home. That she was she was cold and she was upset. So basically, Penny again is liar because she said she didn't seem upset or desperate for a ride. I don't mm-hmm. buy that. Especially if you're drunk, you're not going to fake it and be like, okay, no problem. If you're drunk, Mm -hmm. you're going to be like, I really need a ride, you know? Then we meet suspect number two. Okay, a woman called in and saw her son, says her son saw a dude talking to Chelsea at 3.30 in the morning. That she was tipsy and this guy was comforting her and they left together. So they get a sketch artist to describe, the to draw the guy. He's like a hair swooping, glasses, hipster. It looks apparently like everyone in this town, even though I kind of thought everyone in the town looked more like Big Mike, who has a gigantic beard and tattoos everywhere and is beefy. This guy looks like Where's Waldo meets Pete Wentz. Bieber. Bieber Bieber. meets Pete Wentz. Yeah. But Big Mike says he knows 300 guys who look exactly like that. That's the skinny guy look. So Big Mike is the look for bigger. So Big Mike is the look for heftier guys. Yeah. And then for skinny guys, it's Bieber, Pete Wentz, where's Waldo look? Gotcha. So they get way too many tips to really do anything about it because literally everyone looks like a hipster that looks like this dude, which is kind of Mm -hmm. funny. So... Big Mike then says, well, I know a bunch of band guys who look like that, and they were at the party. I bet Chelsea hopped on their van with them and skipped town to, like, Milwaukee. Because um, she's kind of a free spirit. No, Mike. A, she's, she's not. not a free spirit. B, you've already admitted that you barely know this girl. She told her mom, I'm going to be back in a few hours. I'm not even going to stay long. But no, she decides to go with this band like she's a deadhead now. And she's going to go on tour with them or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then it gets a little sketchier with Big Mike. He denies consent to search his house. Why? That's bull. That is just wasting the cops time. Oh, I know. Why? Why? Because there's drugs? Yeah, because I guarantee you he grows marijuana on that farm. I thought it was his grandma's farm. Yeah, I guarantee you grandma does not go to the far corners of the farm. 
and he grows marijuana or he's got plants inside, there's something that's happening. I can't, it's, again. It's all about weed. Can I, I stress this you. enough? As a person who watches a lot of crime shows, the detectives who are looking for a dead person don't give a flying F about your marijuana use. They but just want to find But Big something. Mike is way more focused on himself and what's going to make him or his life uncomfortable. Yes. So he's just not going to do it. One hundred percent. He's that guy. He is. Unfortunately, yeah. that's what he is. Literally, on. one of the most selfish people I've ever seen on Dayline. It is all about him and how it affects him. He yeah, does not, not care at all about. He says the mom accuses him of stuff, and he's annoyed and freaked out because the mom's yelling at him. How about feeling bad for the mom that the daughter's yeah, missing? Yeah. How about understanding that that's of course going to be your reaction if your daughter is missing? Yeah. It's all about yeah. him and how it affects yeah. his life, and yeah. now how he's a suspect. Maybe mm-hmm. you're a suspect because you have an attorney and you won't let the cops search your house. Okay, so they go through and they destroy his house looking for stuff because this is a farm and there's lots of buildings and she could be tied up somewhere. You don't know. So they go look for her and they kind of trashed his house. And now he says for the first time in his life, he doesn't feel comfortable in his own home. Um, I am. okay. so Big Mike is the new Michelle. (laughs) He is such a whiny baby. I am so sorry for you, Big Mike, that your life as a very popular white dude in a band is so difficult for you. Never mind the missing girl's family. This must have been so difficult to have people go through your things. I'm so sorry. So then we meet another guy named Harlan, who's like a skinny little twerp. Which I thought was hilarious because his name is Harlan Bird. (laughs) And he looks like a bird. He looks like a bird. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, well, that's fitting. Your name matches you exactly, which does not always happen. But in this case. He says that he saw two men pushing a girl at the party and she was crying for help. And he suddenly um, put on 200 pounds of muscle and jumped in and saved her. I'm telling you, this guy is so scrawny. But apparently he rescued her from these two guys that were pushing her and harassing her at this party. And then he says he put her in this car, this red car, and then red four door. And yeah. then mm-hmm. went back to the party to try to find someone who knew the girls. And then she came back and she was gone and the car was gone. So the suspect is whoever was driving that car. But in the interview, Harlan is like shaking his leg, insanely shaking, like a bird, quivering like a little bird. And he keeps changing his story. And finally, he admits that he never saw her and the whole thing was a lie. And he just wanted to look impressive, like he had rescued this girl. So he wasted all that time on the police and they arrest him for lying because I don't know what that charge is lying to the police, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. They still don't trust Harlan completely, so he's pretty much suspect number three at this point. And I don't understand people in these towns. I think there's just nothing better to do for some of them who don't have productive hobbies to just make up stories and lie to the police. That'll be really fun. You know what I think happened is he was probably telling this story to impress another girl girl who was Uh around. And she was like, you have to go to the police. I'm driving you there. Drove him to the police (laughs) station. And then he kind of had to go with it. And was Uh like, well, I can can stick with this. I'm a great actor. No, Harlan, go home. No, you're not. Go go eat a bowl of cereal and go to bed. Yeah, you're you're done. So everyone is still searching. There's still search parties going on. It's been a while now. Penny is bragging that she went to the bad areas with the prostitutes. 
at night, like she put her four kids to bed and then goes to the bad area with the prostitutes, putting up flyers and stuff. I'm like, good for you, Penny, but that doesn't make up for what you did. Boy, that seemed weird. We that did- seemed so weird. It's a trafficking, like she went to the trafficking spot. I yes. Don't- so That's I'm weird. like, I'm glad that you understand that you have a huge part in this, but we wouldn't have to do this if you had just done your, done your job as a friend. Like, also Hang you on have- a second. Hang on. Stop, stop. All right. Say that part again. Well, I'm glad that she like feels guilty about it, but A, it doesn't make up for what she did. And B, she has four young children at home. So maybe take the cop's advice and don't go out hustling at night with the right. prostitutes. When you have four children that need a mom. So, yeah. Still hating Penny. (laughs) So then we meet suspect four. There's this woman named Carrie in Toledo. She calls and says her boyfriend confessed to murdering Chelsea. Pulled out a knife and said, I'm going to do to you what I did to Chelsea. They go to the guy and he's like, this is my ex. Carrie's my ex and she's crazy. And she's trying to get back at me. They go and they ask Carrie and she just fully admits it. She's like, yeah, you're right. He didn't say that. He, had not, he wasn't there. I have, I'm just trying to get him framed for murder. That's all. We'll, Car- what is we'll come, wrong with these people? We'll come, back, we'll come back to her. Okay, so they arrest Carrie for lying to them. So they now have no one arrested for the crime but two people arrested for lying to them. So it is a Sunday in late March, and it's months after the party, and a woman named Cheryl, who is so excited to be on Dateline, finds something on her property doing spring cleaning. She loves Keith. She tries to touch his arm at one point. Wonderful. Wonderful. I love that. She giggles when he says, what kind of stuff do you find on the property? She had an appropriate reaction to Keith Morrison. Yes. Yes. You're right. That is true not trying to act too cool for school like i'm on dateline i'm not impressed by keith she's like i'm on dateline i'm gonna show how excited i am to be with keith at my house keith came to see me at my my house house. keith on location they don't do that for everybody sometimes you just get a video or a phone interview and he came to her house cheryl got the sweet yeah and she was excited and i would be too so cheryl finds chelsea's red shoe now, it is at this point that that one detective is getting really sweaty on his upper lip. And it was so distracting to me. And several people on Twitter it. mentioned it. And I was like, powder. He just needs a powder. Like, please, somebody. Maybe their AC was off. Something happened. Something in happened. New York. Okay. Um, so next we meet Eric. He has no job. He scavenges for bits of metal to sell, which Keith knows I did not know, is apparently called scrapping. Yeah. Scrapping. And Eric and his other friend, who I'm assuming is also kind of a loser, finds the Poison Ivy costume. This is where it gets a little touchy on people in the town knowing that the plural of leaf is leaves and not leafs. And I think a lot of people in the town did not know this. Keith knows this, though. He always you know pronounces it appropriately so they find the poison ivy costume with leafs on it and the red wig in this like abandoned building where they're looking for metal now they almost Mm. keep it because it's so cool what i don't i didn't know about that i seriously (laughs) eric they we almost kept it because we thought it was so cool 
Eric's whole entire being was really confusing to me. I couldn't figure out his whole look. I couldn't figure out he had no money. I don't understand how you sell metal, but maybe I just don't know about that. Right. I don't know about scrapping. And then, yeah, why? if you're what looking it- for metal, why are you keeping a leotard? There was a creep factor. A creep factor. It also had blood on it. Yes, and it, it did. And it was torn. So and a wig. And, and the wig, wig was there too, right? The wig was. Did with they the, try on that the costume in front of each other? He and his friend. I I don't. Do we not want to get into it because it's so no, creepy? No, I don't. I don't want to get into it, and I don't understand. So, also, did you not when you saw Eric? You can tell me if my reaction was wrong. He had the exact same glasses as the guy in the composite sketch i did not notice that he had the exact same square glasses and i said wait a minute did this guy have a bieber cut and just cut his hair oh and then was it him and then also i didn't think he was as cute as the guy in the sketch though maybe he was cuter with his bieber cut we don't know yeah i don't know i'm confused i was all right uh, eric is very confusing so he's very scared to report it because he touched the poison ivy costume and thank god he went to easter breakfast with his Easter Sunday brunch, what do they call it? I'm a Sun- Jew. Yeah, Easter brunch. Uh, Easter brunch with his sister, and his sister forces him to call the cops, gives him yeah. an ultimatum. She's the hero, unsung hero of this episode, really. We don't meet her. Yeah, but Eric's sister. It yeah. started off everything. It's what gave him the DNA, everything. So and she's like, you're going right now. Right now, or I'm going for you. So the cops interview Eric, and like he suspected, he becomes suspect number five. Because his, he did touch that and he found it. So they ask him if he was at that Halloween party. Did you catch this part? He says, and I quote, I've never been to a party. I did catch it. I caught it. So can just someone invite this loser Eric to a party? Like, I felt bad. Even he's, got all these, he's got all these sleeve tattoos. Yeah, he's got, he wants like, he's to cool. go. He could go to a D&D party in your basement. He'd be great. He'd be so much fun. Um, this brings me to my third OMG moment, which is this loser, Eric, who doesn't have anywhere to live, basically, and scraps for metal, um, has a baby mama. Yeah. What is going on in this town? It's a small town. I don't know. He this dr- is what happens. He digs through trash for sellable bits of metal. Life choices. Use protection. Choices. When you were digging through all that metal, you maybe found a condom. Use it. So then. Back to the condoms. We're back to the condoms. Always wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. So. Love, no love. They've finally patted down the sweaty detective, and I just am so (laughs) relieved at this point. And he's much cuter when he's dry. So just let's keep him dry. So okay. now we go back to Harlan the liar, who is not to be confused with Carrie the the liar. So Harlan lived right across the street from where the costume was found. And Harlan suggests that someone was trying to frame him. And I would normally totally make fun of him and say, Harlan, you are not frameable. Why do you think you're worthy of being framed? No one is trying to frame you. But Carrie was trying to frame her her ex-boyfriend. And I think maybe everyone in these small towns just frames each other all the time. So it is a thing that could happen. Legitimately, yeah, and Harlan- maybe Harlan's right. Harlan could get something pinned on him. He's not a strong personality. No, he would be easy to frame something on. So that is a legitimate suggestion, Harlan. So he's very nervous, but he passes the lie detector test, which is Mm -hmm. good. 
So next big moment is they find Chelsea's body. This guy is digging on his property. It's now April of 2015. So it's a good few months, six months maybe out. Also, okay. at this time, the DNA of the Poison Ivy costume comes in. And there's a mystery man DNA on it with no CODIS hit. They tested everybody that they had as a suspect mm-hmm. and clear them all, except for who? Big Mike. Because he won't give them his DNA. You know why? Gosh darn it. Can I tell you why? Why? Because he is, quote, over it. Oh, good. I'm so sorry that you're over this. You know who kind of wants to be over it is Chelsea's mom. Like, she kind of maybe wishes that she's over Her sister. Her sister, Uh maybe. the family. Yeah. But I'm sorry that you're just trying to move on with your life. I, yeah. I'm so sorry for you, Michelle. Um, so well, it's April. He's got another party to plan. Yeah, I mean, it's only a few months out from yeah. 2015 Halloween bash, yeah. which may or may not have happened. So they find out that Chelsea died from blunt force trauma, and several f- bones in her face were broken, which is really sad. She was uh-huh. definitely beaten. Then the same guy who's digging on his property finds the other shoe and tights. I kind of was just kind of blown away by this. Michigan is this wild frozen tundra during the winter. And then when everything melts, you find just crazy things unearthed in the foliage. And my dad, growing up in Minnesota, always used to tell me, he's like, in Minnesota, a guy will walk to the corner store and he'll die from the cold and then the snow will cover him and we won't find him until the spring. He (laughs) told me that story so many times, and I always thought he was joking, but no. apparently it's totally real. Yeah. It's, it's like, so cold. It's cold like you and I do not know. And it's just covered. And yeah. then in the spring, it's like, what do we find now? A body? Yeah. Clothing? <laughs> Beer bottles? Well, what, where I got confused is why the clothing is so spread out, why we have the shoe found on the one property, then we have the leotard and the wig found in this dilapidated shed and then on another person's property you have the tights and the other shoe and the body why are they in three right. and the body why are they in three locations right we don't get that answer unfortunately which is irritating but yeah that's fine um this is a two-hour episode we should have gotten that answer yeah. and i dug for it too so suspect okay. number six There was a tip early on that the cops are revisiting, which is this white guy with the creepy porno stash who is on the video of that night. And Mm -hmm. someone had said that he came to their house in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m., knocking on the door looking for a place to sleep, because I guess you can do that in the Midwest. And the guy said, no, get out of here. And he fell asleep on the guy's porch and he left his vest there, a leather vest, and he had a pocket knife in it and a piece of rope. And which does not bode well. They should just arrest him. Right. No matter what. Just right? arrest him well, because he, they, he's up to no good. They release the video footage of who they think the guy is and he comes forward. And he kind of resembles the original Pete Wentz sketch as well. So yes. they're excited to talk to this guy. But right at that moment is they get a DNA match. Even though CODIS had no hits before, there's a new hit because someone was newly arrested. And it is a new person, suspect number seven, Daniel Clay. Daniel Clay also has no home. He floats from house to house. He is unemployed. And And Keith says, oh boy. And he has three baby mamas. 
He has two babies and one on the way. He considers himself a lover of women and a ladies' man. He has two warrants out for unpaid child support. Why are women sleeping with this guy? And not using protection. Daniel Clay says he lives like it should be the 70s, with free love, smoking weed, and having sex. Peace and love, man. That sort of thing. What? So, Ridiculous. first he denies knowing Chelsea, but then they tell him about the DNA, and he flips, and he goes, well, I did have sex with this random girl at the party, but I don't know who it was. Maybe it was this girl. But then they say, guess what? It wasn't semen DNA. It was skin DNA from the ripping of the costume on the straps and the crotch area. (laughs) So the cop with the mole on his face says, you know what, man? This wasn't your fault. Chelsea has brittle bone disease. Oh, my God. Which is a real thing, but Chelsea did not have it. But Daniel goes, oh, yeah, I have that, too. I've broken my fingers a bunch from it. Which was actually really smart of that cop Extremely. to use that and try to say that to just lie to him. Because Daniel's dumb enough that he's going to be like, yeah, man, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it Absolutely. totally works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It was a genius move. And Daniel says, okay, well, she told me to choke her during sex, so I choked her. And maybe I choked her too much because I didn't know she had this brittle bone disease. Also, guys need to stop using the excuse that she was wanting to have sex with you at 3 a.m. when she was drunk and freezing cold and she just couldn't resist having sex with you in your car because you're that sexy. She just had to have you. So she was totally into the sex. Because you gave her a ride. Yeah. Right. Girls are not like that. But guys no, think not. guys can have sex with anybody. So they're just like, oh, it was she was that into it. She was totally into the sex in no. this random closet at a bar when she's freezing cold and just start wants to go home. Like, you know what I'm and saying? Hit her, and hit her nose. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah but yeah, she was yeah. really into it. Um, and because you're just so hot, Daniel. She just couldn't stop. Right. You you were the man. Yeah. So he says he choked her, and then she passed out, and then he attempted CPR, but she died. And so he drove her, and he dropped off her body. My fourth OMG moment, which was a very good twist, I thought, one of Daniel's baby mamas is a waitress at the restaurant where Chelsea and Becky worked. And we see him calling her, saying, I'm going to be going away to prison I'm going to go away for a long time. Mm-hmm. And she's on the phone and she goes to Becky and she's crying. And she's like, my baby's daddy is going to prison. He killed Chelsea. I'm so, so sorry. And I'm like almost wanted to cry. I feel like she is more apologetic than Penny is. She is. And I like her much more than Penny. And I never even get to meet her. Everybody has a normal reaction to this but Penny. Yes. Everybody kind of feels bad, which is what you should feel, except Penny, who's just super defensive because Penny really messed up. Yeah, she really did. So Daniel goes on trial. Um, we have a medical examiner who, to me, looks like Priscilla Presley. She's she's a little goth. She has, like, the purple lipstick. She explains that choking takes two to three minutes after the person is unconscious. So there's mm-hmm. no way it could have been an accident, like Daniel's saying. 
Also, they point out that Chelsea loved her costume. She had worked for months on it. She would never have torn it. The inside no. of the costume has huge blood stains, so he clearly beat her. The defense is basically just dumb, and they say it was consensual choking, and no one's really buying it. And then Daniel Clay takes the stand. Daniel says maybe he hit Chelsea accidentally with the car door in her head when he was okay. carrying her. Sure. And maybe he dropped her five or six times when he was carrying her body. Sure. And maybe he dropped some logs on her. And maybe that's what broke her face. Okay. So Daniel kind of has a lisp. And he has like vanilla ice hair that is greasy and plastered down in front and fully balls in the back. Correct. But I will say he's fairly well-spoken, and okay. he looks at the jury, and he kind of makes sense, and he almost that sounds sincere. That annoyed me, though. It annoyed me that he Do kept looking at the jury. you think he was too jury. confident? I'm a good guy. No, he was just really trying. Really trying? Really trying. So they have to decide between manslaughter or murder, which um, brings me to Seinfeld again, which was George not understanding how manslaughter is less of a charge because it sounds so much worse because it's the slaughter of a man. And that sounds way worse than murder. <laughs> and I agree with him. So agree. Daniel gets guilty of first degree murder while sexually assaulting Chelsea and hiding the body. Mm -hmm. Chelsea's mom forgives Daniel and then she hands him a Bible so that he okay. can find help. He thanks her very politely, but the he look does. on his face is like, what the F am I supposed to do with this Bible? I'm going to prison. He's like raising his eyebrows in this, you're giving me a Bible? What? And then he corrects himself really fast and is like, thank you for this Bible that's so generous. I will learn a lot from it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then we find out that shortly before, see, I kind of bought into him. I felt, I 100% believe he did it, but he did seem really mild mannered. And I had trouble picturing him snapping because he just seems like maybe he did so much pot. He just seems so mellow and soft-spoken. Yeah, you know, he just said, I'm so genuinely sorry. I've never mm -hmm. hit a woman in my life. And I thought this was a complete accident. And I thought, wow, he must have been just like drug crazed or something and snapped. I can't picture this guy doing it. But then we find out that shortly before his arrest for Chelsea, he had sexually assaulted someone else and had been found guilty of that one too. That's why they had the DNA. No, he was arrested for stealing a backpack. Oh, that's right. Okay, filled okay. with tattoo equipment. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh my god! Because that's what people do town. in this town. So, it, well, it's like a, a town. Yeah, I mean, totally. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. There are lots of these little towns. All I mean, that was in the South. This is in the Midwest. These little towns are everywhere, and that's what it's like. And you were wow. you're from one of these little towns. Like, I am. That's I think what it's like. You yeah, I think people a lie, bit. people frame each other for excitement. They just have sex a lot because there's nothing else to do. And they get tattoos. And they get a lot of tattoos. Okay. So he was arrested for sexual assault of another woman. So basically, this is a pattern with him. That right. other girl is really lucky to be alive and yeah. judge is right in saying that he's just a rapist and a killer and will probably... And a liar. A liar and would continue to do this. And that makes him even scarier because I totally fell for his demeanor. I thought his demeanor seemed 
normal, you know, and I fell for it. I'm surprised that you fell for it. I did I sh- not fall for it. I totally did. I did not fall for his greasy, slim, shady hair and his big bald spot. And I like bald men, but not that you kind do. of bald men. I do not like when they grease it down in front. So Big Mike still throws his party in Detroit. They do not. He does not throw it on the farm. He had to move it, which is so sad for him. And he still hears things around town that he was involved. And his life will never be the same. So poor Michelle. Um, I hope he joins her Babes with Coffee company (laughs) for victims. Yeah. Star babies. But seriously, how much time did the cops have to waste on Big Mike when he could have just given them his DNA, they could have cleared him right away and stopped wasting time on him? Well, how much time did the cops have to waste on all, all of these the liars. suspects yeah. in this? It was insane. I felt bad for them. They must have been so frustrated because so every time they think they're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Just everyone in that area just, just right. wanted to be involved in this case or something. Right. So Penny and Becky feel guilty every single day. But really just Becky, because Penny still says, I know I didn't do anything wrong, but yes, you totally did. I don't think you did a single thing right. And I think you're the worst. I I feel like she didn't know Chelsea that well. I feel like they were kind of friends, but the kind of friend that like she glommed onto her at the party because Penny didn't really know anyone else at the party and then kind of knew Chelsea. But then you ditched her. No, I can't. And also Penny and Becky don't go to Big Mike's party anymore, which is no surprise to anyone. Yeah, of course not. Of course not. So what it, What do you have? Any guaca moments? I do not have any outside moments for this. Okay. Because there was not a lot that I could find, but I did find out that Big Mike has 10,000 Facebook followers. That's less than I would have thought. It's a lot more than we have. <laughs> Oh, Big Mike sad. is doing better than us. Oh my yeah, God. I'm just going to say You I'm guys, say that's that. not acceptable. Can we Please rectify tell, this situation? See, tell a friend. Tell three friends. Please. Tell a few friends. Any phone number you have memorized, call them and tell them. <laughs> the one we... phone number that you have memorized, make sure that they have subscribed to us on iTunes. Yeah. So did you have any quotes of the week? Classic oh, yes. Dayline moments? Yes, I did. I had the best quote of my life. There was a lot of springtime quotes, and I'm sure that you caught a few of them. So yeah. my favorite that Keith says was, spring, people go outside, they see things. Yes. That was it. <laughs> I had that, that one. A period. End of sentence. They see things. And I things. thought, that was kind of a, did you get the second one, which was, we come back from a commercial break, and it's spring equals finding things. So it's about seeing and finding things in springtime. And they go outside. And, and they go outside. things happen when they go outside. Things, it's very dramatic yes. when Keith is talking about spring. I love it. And also, Keith on location with Cheryl was just wonderful. Priceless. But we'll get to, we'll get to her because she's in my I love in my MVP list. Did you have some classic I had several line? quotes. The Midwest cops talked a lot without really saying anything, which is kind of just a pattern of behavior talking there, which is saying things like, we brought him in. We talked to him. We searched their homes. We searched their cell phones. At one point, we even collected some of their clothing to maybe possibly get some type of evidence. What did you just say? 
You said nothing, but that was the longest sentence in the world, including saying maybe, possibly, to get some kind of evidence. That's right. It's not very decisive. Yes. It's so many qualifiers. Maybe, possibly, some kind of something or other. Maybe yeah, we would do maybe. that. And I couldn't. And then at one point, one of the cops said, again, because they just like to talk a lot, saying, Chelsea was the youngest of five children. You know, it was maybe almost like she was the baby of the family. That's what being the youngest of five children that, means. That'll do it. That'll do it. Um, I had a couple Keith ones. The spring one you said. Also, he said, fascinating what a person will do when they have to. Do what? What are you talking? Okay. And I think that Keith can just sort of say anything. He can. You're 100% right. Yeah. And then the best one, my favorite quote, was when he's talking to Becky. He says... What was happening in your tummy? Oh, that, was, that one was great. I decided I want Keith to ask me that every day. I want him to ask me. what, And then if I'm anxious, my stomach's in knots. And right. I'm picturing he puts his hand on my hand over my belly and goes, yeah. what's going on in your tummy? Like a holistic yoga teacher or something. That's about what's right. My, yes. And I'm glad that he said it to Becky and not to Penny. Penny does not deserve to have Keith asking what's going on in her well, tummy. Keith is not going to suffer fools like Penny. No. Keith knows it was Penny. Yeah. He, he knows had that... a face that said, mm-hmm, girl, yeah. you're justifying. Her name should be justifying. Because yeah, it should. Because she just constantly tried to justify her own behavior, and it did not work. No, it did not. Um, because it's it's ridiculous. Like, I cannot stress enough. How bad of a friend that is. Yeah. It's really bad. Did you have an MVP loser? Because I sure did. I thought my MVP was probably the sister of Eric the loser. Okay. And yeah, that's good. The Easter brunch sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my losers, I mean, it was just a parade of losers. Harlan, mm-hmm. Carrie, Big Mike, Becky, Penny, but more Penny than Becky, and really just everyone in the town. Just, the town. Just the town. So- Sorry, guys. I'm sure there's nice people there. I'm sure there are. We just didn't get to meet them. Becky was fine. Becky Um, took the phone, Katie. She did take the phone. Becky made one really very serious mistake. And she left too. She she could have stayed and tried to find another ride. They should have tried to find her. She was probably in a bathroom fixing her nose that got ran into a pole. And she wanted to look pretty at the party. So my loser was for sure Carrie. The girl that comes in and tells the wild story to the cops. That, to me, was just insane. Trying to get her ex-boyfriend arrested for this murder, wasting their time. What kind of a person are you? That is a horrible thing to do on about a thousand levels. Yeah. And then my MVP, 100%, was Cheryl. Oh, I like Cheryl. Yeah. Because I felt like she kind of got the ball rolling, too. They'd stalled a little bit, had all these weird suspects that weren't panning out, and then Cheryl finds the shoe. The guy who found the tights and the other shoe and the body, he was digging on his property, and by some luck, the truck got stuck, and he found the body, and he called, and he sounded really freaked out. And on but he phone. called yeah, he minutes did. later. Got he didn't even think about it. He got the phone. Right, and called. He did the and right was like, thing. I found a body. I'm yes. freaking out. Yeah. That's, yes, which and is Cheryl, the correct sure. reaction. Cheryl's reaction to Keith, I just loved. Yeah, she just was very Twitter pated with Keith, and I said yes. yes, yes, Cheryl, yes. We understand your feeling. We are with you. 
Joan Rivers Fashion Police. Well, first of all, the two detectives had decided to wear violet ties. <laughs> oh, like they because were both of purple. Like, because that yes, was because of Chelsea's her, favorite color. Which, but they didn't say that to the end, that that was her favorite color. So the whole time I was wondering why they were both wearing <laughs> violet ties in a Harvest episode. It's like, oh. we need to be in warm tones. We need to be in oranges and right. browns. I was very confused. And then at the very, very end, in the last three minutes of the episode, they say purple was her favorite color. So... And Becky was, was wearing purple. Becky was wearing purple. And now purple. we know why Becky. I couldn't figure out why everyone was wearing purple. You know I who wasn't wearing out. purple? Penny. There you go. So there were just lots of costumes at the at the party that I didn't really understand. And a guy with literally the most confusing costume I've ever seen. It was a white shirt and it said Ebola on it. And Ebola was written out like an eye doctor's chart. You know, like with the E on top. Like, so was that the joke? It was like E what? and then B O, you know, like that, like an eye doctor's chart. And but then I was like, I'm, can you just write it a busy. disease on your? Can I just write AIDS on my shirt? And is that my costume? Well, AIDS is never funny. No, I guess Ebola is funny now, although you die in a horrible way. I don't get it. But was it that it. it was an eye doctor? Is that why he wrote it out like that? Like that was the joke? Probably. Maybe he's an eye doctor, or he's going to optometry school. Who knows? No, probably not. I don't know. That's a really good question. I did not see that. That's terrible. Yes. Um, but I want to talk. This goes along with Fashion Police. I would like to draw a diagram and have it posted somewhere about where to hold your phone on your person if you're in a leotard. Yeah. You stick that in your breast area. You yes. You put that down and yes. stick that in. That's a skin-tight leotard. And you have leaves on. No one is going to see your phone right there. You just put it there. Mm-hmm. Or you put it somewhere in your tummy. You figure a place. And you put your ID there and cash in case you need a cab. Right. Like, especially for if safety. you're in. She had an outfit with tights and a leotard. You put that in the band of your tights. You keep that on your body at all times. Just PSA. Do not put your phone in your bra all the time because a lot of people get cancer that way but for one night for safety it is totally fine do it absolutely do it yes do you have any alternate theories on this i do do you yeah who do you think it is penny oh you think it's penny i still think eric's in the running but that's fine (laughs) oh poor eric he's never been to his glasses though i swear i looked at him and i was like you could be that composite sketch katie he's never been to a party so maybe he was driving by the party wishing he was there and he picked up a poison ivy on the road what is that gathering of people is this an elusive party that i've heard about i also kept trying to zoom in on his tattoos there were some sort of like old english words and i wanted to know what it said no regrets (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to know. It was something about saint or sin. Anyways, just saying. I feel like we'd get a much better picture of Eric if we could see the tattoos. Several people so, did comment that he, they bet he wished now that he was living without a house and scrapping for a living that he had saved some of his tattoo money. That he maybe right. didn't spend it all on sleeve tattoos. Whatever. So what? What do you? How do you think Penny pulled well, this off? I think it's possible that she did go back and pick up Chelsea when she got called for the ride, and mm. she was jealous of single twenty-two-year-old Chelsea's life because she chose to have four children by the age of thirty-two, which is a, a life lot of choice. people do that, though. Yes, they do, but they are very jealous of the twenty-two-year-old singletons. Are they? Penny was. 
Penny was. Penny was stoked about her Penny night out. Penny was she giddy. Did mention it. She mentioned it yeah. twice. Penny was so excited yeah. to walk around and feel like a young out of college student. And then she even went home and told her dad how excited she was to ditch the kids and party and be mm-hmm. young. And that was Chelsea's life every day. And so I think either Chelsea was going to barf in her car and she snapped mm-hmm. and attacked her or Chelsea, they got into a fight over something because I don't think they were that good of friends anyways because she was like, she was nice. Um, and I, so I think they there was maybe tension anyways. I also pondered the idea that perhaps in some sort of quarter life crisis that Penny was going through – that she had decided to have an affair with ladies' man Daniel Clay. And that's how she got okay. his DNA to put on the costume. She was rebelling against her stay-at-home mom life. And okay. she was in she was pulled in by Daniel, like everyone else in this town is. At least three other women yes. have been drawn in by this the lure of this man, his pheromones or something. So she fell for it. That's how she got his DNA. And she didn't want to ruin her life with her husband and stuff. So she framed him for the murder by putting his DNA in the costume. It's far-fetched. I'm aware of that. Okay. But I still think it's plausible. Okay. Do you have alternative titles? Well, Afredo Rap's alternative title was just the white guy blinking gif. (laughs) (laughs) and i wanted to ask her do you mean penny because i feel or is it harlan or is it eric or is it it carrie is it it big mike who is is everyone in this whole town who is it um mine aren't very good i had that guy is poison okay you had a theme song it's cute can you remember that song oh yeah okay and then she was dressed like poison ivy you know yeah Oh, oh yeah. I, I just it. want to make sure you got it. I totally um, did. And then I was playing around with the word leaves because her costume <laughs> was full of leaves. Real friends don't leave. Or like Ooh, don't leave. That's great. Real friends don't leave. I love. That's so it's wonderful. yeah, it's like leaves, but and then there were leaves on her costume, and also Eric thought it was leaves, and there was just lots. It's so good. I was playing I, with that. I am impressed with um, that. I had brittle bones, broken hearts. Ooh, good um, one. Then I had... I'm, I'm again writing them down. Yeah, I don't know why. Don't know. Don't worry uh, about Have it. you ever used them that you have written them down? No, I throw it away. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I think it's just a, a thing that you do. I think your brain is like, all right, you're telling me things. I'm going to write it down. I write things sporadically through the whole Like you're your in a meeting. Recap. Like you're right. in a meeting. But I'm taking notes on what you're saying. Wh- we don't know why. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, Keep going. A tummy tale. Oh, a tale of two tummies. A tale of two tummies. Keith's and Becky's, I guess. I don't know. Um, Becky and Penny's. And then we go, I got Penny for your thoughts, which mm-hmm. is not true because Penny has no thoughts. So it'd be a Penny for no thoughts. A Penny for no thoughts. There you go. These are really good. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I really tried to pun it up this time. I'm going against my nature. I'm so I'm happy. I'm going to get so much flack on Twitter for people. You're not. It was great. Thank okay. you. All right. I have. Are you ready? Yeah. Spring Awakenings. Oh, I like. That's be- I that's that's perfect. So for you, I had When the Penny Drops. There you as go. my penny. There you then go. Then I had Maybe a Murderer. 
because they were in the town of maybe so instead of making and there were like 20 people that were maybe murderers yes exactly it worked on a lot of levels Mm -hmm. i was excited then i had poison divey i didn't even try (laughs) just i went straight for that (laughs) and then i had this is this is my favorite dying to be in the ivy league which all of a sudden ties in perfectly to keith being a harvard man so i'm just thrilled and josh being in the skull society yeah, it all came full circle for me with that title, and I'm I'm almost teary-eyed about it. That's how <laughs> tired I am. Did you play bingo? I did play bingo, and I did not do well. I picked a general card, which was maybe yeah. a mistake. Maybe I should have picked a Keith-specific card. And, yeah. I mean, I got a few, but this episode was kind of untraditional. I feel like... It was Halloween special. Yeah. I feel like what we're going to need to do from here on out is see who does better. You play traditional or I'll play traditional and then one of us plays the host cards. Yeah. And then we'll see who we'll see if somebody consistently wins more. Yeah. I don't know. Should we add framing someone? Because that would have been on there multiple times. Yeah. Can you tell me that Adam Swiderski was in Twitter this week? I'm really sorry. I, I know that you're having a rough week and this would have made it so much better. It would have been good, but you know what? I have a feeling that the tweets were really good this week. Were they good? Yeah, they it were It was good. love and life. Yeah, there okay. were lots of people love and life. At Gree and R, general consensus, we all want Penny gone. At Pretty Plus More, well, everyone hates Penny. Um, you're wow. so urban. Penny needs to stop speaking, for real. Uh, P.S. <laughs> how I see it. What the hell, Penny? Uh, <laughs> Penny, oh, you are torturing us every time your fake ass talks. <laughs> Like, wow, people hated Penny. Hated Penny. Um, RDR Inc. CEO, I'm still waiting for Penny to force that tear out. She never quite got it. Uh, <gasps> she never did. She, no. That, we never talked about that. She never did. Nope, she, did not she cry. never did. Let's see. Uh, redheaded Scott. So she's saying not only was Ch- – okay, so she's talking about Carrie now. So she's saying not only Ch- was Chelsea murdered, but she was taken to Ohio. Man, talk about insult to injury. Hashtag Ohio sucks. Okay. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Freddie Davis. That person's got beef. Yeah. <laughs> Weird state beef. <laughs> Freddie Davis. So is there anyone in this story that isn't a morally question- questionable human being? No. Oh. Um, Gretchen is funny. Being on Dateline is on Cheryl's bucket list. Let's be real. Yes. yes. Correct. Correct. Middle is Martha. The shoe gets arrested next for lying to police. (laughs) Um, Crime and Cheese had this whole love affair with Eric. Just really felt bad for Eric the loser. Um, Damn Keith calling out a dude for running out of money. It's hard out here for a pimp slash rural millennial. And then said, Eric, I respect your hustle, my man. (laughs) And then said, oh, my God, oh, my God, someone bring this dude with a heart of gold to a party for the love of God. (laughs) And then wrote, unless he did it. (laughs) Unless he did it. That's amazing. You're just so nice, Crime and Cheese. Also, Crime and Cheese, that's the best Twitter handle ever. Crime and Cheese is an excellent Twitter handle. You get top top points for that. Wonderful. wonderful. Two of my favorite things. Tippy Katie, um, we contemplated keeping it because it was so cool <laughs> with a gif of Ryan Gosling laughing. <laughs> and then I, I, that brought me back to Eric saying that they were going to keep the Poison Ivy costume because it oh was just so cool. 
That's so weird. Because I had totally missed it until I saw that tweet. And I was like, oh, my God, he said that. What were they oh going to do with it? Um, That's so creepy. Seagar3271. Daniel Clay is more likable than both of Chelsea's friends. <gasps> wow. It's, it's almost true, though. No, it's not. Um, I did not like him. I fell for it. Um, Alabama born. Why do me- women keep having sex slash children with unemployed homeless men? Correct. <laughs> and Keith Morrison wrote back, let's make that the social question of the night. <laughs> God bless you, Keith. And Alfredo Rapp wrote, if they would stop, then all men would be employed. I mean, they're staying unemployed and homeless because they're still getting laid. And they don't want to pay out. No consequences. If you don't have any money, you can't pay child support. You don't make any money. You're scrapping metal. Well, so we get what the men are doing, but what are the women doing? I don't know. They want children. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Coco Grass. So basically his excuse is that the other women he choked during sex had stronger bones. Correct. That's that's correct. That we're saying is his excuse. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to clarify. Erica Fisher, 811. For this episode has it all. Liars, baby mamas, big mics, and fame hoeing for Dateline camera time. Friends. I'm writing a book. That's amazing. Um... It's my gray life. Daniel is like, I didn't mean to murder her. I just choked her and dropped her and threw huge pieces of wood at her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally, it's so sad, but I'm literally picturing. It so it's almost like a Monty Python skit. If you, th- if really, it really is. all that happened, like there, it's a weekend at Bernie's. They have, it is. he hits her multiple times on the head with the car door. Then he drops her five or six times, and then he drops pieces of wood on her for like branches, like giant logs logs. on her. Whoops! It's it's comical if it weren't so sad. Um, Alfredo rap again. You know, I always thought the ends of Dateline episodes confused me because I was drunk by then, but it turns out I just lose attention span after the verdict. And she's the one who last week was like, I've started yelling out hearsay, so I'm totally useless at this point. (laughs) She'd be fun to watch with. She'd be fun to watch with. And last one, uh, J.A. Rosenberg 12. I'm sure glad Penny is not my friend. I could be dead by now. Oh, sad and true. Sad and true. People really hated Penny, as did we. Um, I forgot that Stefalita said, said, maybe Michigan. Maybe not. And I was very mad at her for that. But then I forgave her because um, she said she's recruiting Facebook followers for us. And then also... I I am not mad about that at all. I know. And then um, our new friend Gator Grad 929 is from Florida and is going to help us explain why it's crazy. And I'm really excited. He agrees that it's crazy. Florida. Oh, great. He's from Florida. He's going to be our Florida agrees that it's crazy. And okay. will help us try to understand why it's crazy. Navigate and I, the Florida swamplands yes, yes. and understand. I also wanted to bring up um, Gosling Gate, which is we admitted last week that we do not find Ryan Gosling that enjoyable. No. And we didn't get as much heat as I thought we were going to. I thought did I leave it in? I think I you must did. have left it in. I okay. think you did because um, I almost cut it out because Cin- I was really worried know. about the heat. Cindy tweeted a Ryan Gosling gif at us, which was fun, which was kind of cute. He looks cute in it. And then okay. Kim says that we cannot 
say we don't like him until we've watched The Notebook. But she clarified that it's not a good movie, but that it's a must watch if you're going to make a judgment. And I still haven't seen it. Okay, we'll watch it together. We will? Oh, that'll... Yeah, okay. we'll watch it together. Then we like just might Chinese make fun food. of it the whole time. All right, maybe not. All right, we'll discuss. I might need to watch it and actually cry and get into it, and then I'll appreciate him more. I think you will cry. Mm. It's that level of sad is what I heard. Okay. So follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe. Leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe. That's the most important thing that you can do. Please. Please. And don't watch alone. Don't ever leave your phone anywhere. Don't watch alone. Don't watch without your phone. Don't go anywhere with Penny and Becky. Don't go anywhere with Penny. Don't go to Big Mike's farm. But if you do go see Pickaxe Preacher, let us know what the show was like. Have a safe Halloween, everybody. Bye. We'll probably be posting this after Halloween. So I hope you have a safe day after Halloween, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.